transformed us into His body, we don't lose who we are as individuals, but, but we gain interdependence on each, on each other. We gain the strengths of those around us. And we gain their weaknesses. And there's a very good reason for this, as we'll see. It's because God has tasked His body, His church, us, with continuing the mission of Jesus in this world. What did Jesus come to do? Jesus came to announce the kingdom of God. He came to to give the gospel of of good news that people could be saved. He came to to suffer for people so that they could be saved. And, And Jesus said to his disciples in John 20, 21, I think it is, he said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you my body Now, it it was his physical body. He was walking on the earth doing this. And now, we are the body of Christ. Joined together to encourage one another, to strengthen one another, to edify one another, to walk alongside one another, to each use the different gifts that God has given us so that we can accomplish together the mission of God. And we do this not in our own strength, but because God has gifted us. And that's what Paul says. If you go home this afternoon and read 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 11 or 12, you'll see there that Paul speaks about how how every single person in the church has been gifted by God. None of us can say like Charlie Chu, I'm useless. Because God says, I've given you a gift, and not only have I given you a gift, but I've placed you in the church because the church needs that gift that I've given you. The church needs each and every one of us. And the church in Australia needs each and every local church. And the church in the world needs each and every church in every country. Because together, we have been knitted as the body of Christ, tasked with sharing the good news of Jesus. And we need each other. Have a look at what Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14. He says, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, uh, I don't, I'm not a hand, I don't belong. Or, or if the, um, the ear should say, I don't see, I'm useless. It doesn't make them not part of the body. In fact, Paul goes on in verse 17 and says, If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? We need each other. And in fact, for any living organism to to be productive and to exert itself in the world, all of its living parts must work together. Can you imagine if I said, I am going to, I'm going to go drive my car, but my hand said, oh, I don't feel like it today. Or my leg said, oh, the left one will work, but the other one's taking holiday this week. Now, all of the parts have to work together, and if they don't, then, then, it, well, then we, it's a travesty, it's a tragedy. Which is why we, we show such special concern for those who, who don't have limbs, 
because we know how essential they are. Has anyone here had an organ taken out? What have you had taken out, James? An appendix. It does count. Um, They've always thought the appendix was a useless thing, but I, I read an article a few weeks back that, that said it's got something to do, I think, with insulin production. That's probably one of the more useless members in your body, but it's still useful. And it also helps um, in, in terms of diseases. Who else has had an organ out? You've had your uterus removed, and we all know what that means now. No more babies, Glennis, I'm sorry. You've had? She, you've had an organ given to you because your own eyes use, was, well, it wasn't useless, but it, it, it stopped working. And so when it doesn't work, you, your vision doesn't work. You, you, you get the point. God has put our bodies together in such a way that, that without it, we, we need help. If your kidney packs up, you're going to be on dialysis for the rest of your life. Because our bodies need to work together in order to be productive, in order to, well, in order to stay alive. And we live in a society where, where we really want to emphasize our individuality. Where we really want to say, I am special. And actually, I'm more special than you. Just so that you know. Uh, but, but Paul's really... He had to remind the Corinthians thousands of years ago, and he has to remind us again, we are one body. You see, the New Testament, I don't believe, recognizes such a thing as a lone ranger Christian. It's possible to be a Christian and never have anything to do with other Christians. But I reckon you won't last very long. I reckon you won't last very long at all. In fact, Paul says elsewhere, don't stop meeting together. Why? Because we need each other. And maybe you're sitting here, and maybe you're a bit like Charlie Chu going, oh, well, Nicholas, it's fine for you to speak. You can preach. You don't mind standing up the front, but uh, what do I do? Or you can say, well, Pam, it's all right for you. You can play the guitar. No, you can't. You can play the keyboard. <laughs> or Anna-Marie, where are you? You can play the guitar. What about me? I, I can't play anything. I'm useless. The church doesn't really need me. And Paul looks at that and he says, are you nuts? That's like an eye saying, because I'm not in here, or, or whatever Paul says, um, I always get confused which one he says. The ear saying, I'm not an eye, so I'm useless. It's, it's nonsense. An ear is an ear, an eye is an eye, and both of them serve a purpose. And without an ear, you wouldn't hear. Without an eye, we wouldn't see. Without an appendix, you wouldn't have anything at the end of your book. <laughs> to function properly, we need each other. And as a church... To function properly, I honestly believe this, we all need to be using the gifts that God has given us. 
We all need to be using the gifts that God has given us. And, and those gifts are different. Those gifts are very different. You, you're not going to ask an eye to listen out for something. You're not going to ask a hand to really think through something. But you are going to ask a hand to do, and you are going to ask a mind to think, and you are going to ask an eye to see and an ear to hear. Because God has given those gifts for a reason. And, and I think it's, it's a great thing for us to remember that, that the gift that God has given us is not just for our benefit. Paul was writing to the Corinthians where they were all gung-ho about speaking in tongues. Read the cartoon on the back of your bulletin. Um, and, and they were all, oh, we must all have these gifts because then, whoa, everyone's going to look at me and go, wow, did you hear how many languages he could speak? He hasn't learned any of them. Or, oh, look at that man, he's prophesying. This is the context they were in where, where they were just sort of almost saying, Look at us, look at how special I am, because look at the gifts that God has given me. And Paul writes to them, he says, actually, look at yourself, look how special you are, look at the gifts that God has given you, not just for yourself, but for the benefit of everyone. You see, God, God is so good, and sometimes He just gives us gifts for the benefit of us, but 99.99773, Paul, I don't know, a huge, massive percentage, 99% of the time, God says, I've given you a gift so that you can use that gift to bless others and to work effectively within the church and for the kingdom of God. And if one of us or two of us or three of us or more of us say, wow, my gift's not that special, I'll just sit out. You remove one lung, the other lung has to work twice as hard and eventually it wears out. Remove one kidney, the other kidney has to work twice as hard and can only work so much. We've got two lungs for a reason. We've got two kidneys for a reason. We have got two kidneys, don't we? Sure. <laughs> Taryn studied human biology. If she was in at the moment, she would be glaring at me. If we are to be effective as a church reaching the world with the good news of Jesus, then we all need to be involved. And we all need to be seeking out the gifts that God has given us. Because we're different by design. This is what Paul says. He says here, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as He wants them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? Nowhere. As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Oh, my gift's not that special. I don't think God really wants me to do anything in this church. Verse 18, God has designed you and gifted you by design and said, there we go. Use it for the benefit of the place where I've put you. Use it for the benefit of of the kingdom. Use it. God doesn't make mistakes. 
We're different by design. And, and you know what? I, I think in this first bit of the passage, Paul's saying there are some who go, well, maybe I'm not good enough to really get involved. And what's the antidote to that? That's, that's coming alongside one another and saying, hey, you know what? I really want to just encourage you because, because I'm not a hand and I really... I really think that you've got the gift of serving people, so I want to I encourage you in that. And I, why, don't, why don't you get involved here? Or, or maybe you can go to someone and say, you know what, I've, I'm useless as a servant. I keep breaking things, but, but I, I've noticed that, that you've, got, you've got the gift of it. Or, or I've noticed that you've, you're really good at listening. And, and I think you should, maybe, maybe you can serve people by listening to them. Maybe you can serve me by listening to me. Do you get what I'm saying? We should be encouraging one another and, and highlighting for one another the ways that God has blessed us and gifted us. Maybe you're thinking to myself, well, I'm not quite sure what kind of limb I am. Maybe I'm a big toenail. I, I think there's, there's two big ways for us to spot how God has gifted us. The first is, what do you notice? If you notice the person standing all by themselves after church, then you probably have the gift of caring. You have the gift of compassion. You have the gift of, of looking out for people. If you notice that there are kids and there was no Sunday school, then, then maybe that's God's way of saying, hey, you concerned about it enough, are you going to do something? I, th I think God has arranged things so that, so that we notice the things that we are gifted to do. And I think the other way that we see our gifts is, is what I said just now. Other people coming alongside us and saying, hey, you know what? I've been looking at you and I, I've noticed that, that you have the gift of that or this or the next thing. And quite often it's two or three people that come alongside and go, hey, you know what? You're really good at this. Where's Rhea? Rhea, you're a fantastic chef. <laughs> you don't like cooking, but you've been gifted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'm just jealous because I, I, I love your or snacks that are out in the morning tea table. That's a gift. That's a service to the church. Each one of us is unique and distinctive and irreplaceable and unrepeatable. And each one of us is different. And, and you know what? Not all of us are going to have the same gifts. Because that's the way God meant it to be. Because God wants us to work together. Do you remember in John, I think it's 16 or 17, where Jesus is praying for his disciples? One of the big things that he prays is, is he says, Father, I want them to be in us as you and I are in each other. I, wa I want them to be united the way you are united. And I want them to be united in us. I, wa I want them to be together. I want them to, to go into this thing together. I want them to be a body.
And it's quite would have been possible for God to say, in every generation I will pick one person and they will have all the gifts that are required to win the world to Jesus. I don't know how that person would look. They'd be amazing. They'd be like Jesus. But instead he said, I'm going to use a church of all these ragtag people and some of them have this gift and some of them have that gift and, and it's going to be fantastic. And have a read of, of verses 21 through 24 because... What Paul says there is that, that some people might look at others and say, oh, um, my gift is so much better than yours, but actually it's not. We're, we're all gifted equally, and, and whether your gift is packing away furniture or mopping floors or, or baking when you don't want to bake, uh, or whether your gift is playing an instrument or preaching from the front or leading a Bible study, each gift is just as important as the other because without each gift, things flop. And God has gifted each gift to the church. He has united us by design. As he says in verse 24, God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. And you know what? If we are a body... Not only are we working towards a common goal, not only are we, we sharing the gifts that God has given us to build and encourage one another and to step out into the world, but, but by definition, if we are one, verse 26, if somebody in the body is hurting, then we are hurting. And if somebody in the body is rejoicing, then we are over the moon with them. Usually that means that we're going to be over the moon and hurting at the same time because there's usually somebody hurting and somebody over the moon. But that's what part of being the body is all about. Glennis, where's Glennis? Do you mind if I, I tell them about your dog? Glennis's dog died this week. They had to put it down. And it was fantastic because at Music Group on Wednesday, it happened that day, and we were able to to mourn with you and to pray with you. And we all know there have been times when we've rejoiced together. Because we are one. You know, as we work together, God has gifted us with all that we need for life in abundance. And, and He's gifted us with all that we need to, to work in this world. You know, do you know what Jesus said? Jesus says, you will do even greater things than what I have done. Jesus did some pretty amazing things. And he said to his disciples, and he said to his church, you're going to do even more amazing things. Why? Because he has gifted each and every one of us with his spirit, and he's gifted each and every one of us, and sent us out into the world. Jesus came to be, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ because He gave His body for us. Could you hand out for me, Les? He gave His body for us. Could you, Glennis?
and He gave His blood for us. Could you turn this around for us, mate? Now you are, says Paul in verse 27, the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. If Jesus is your Lord, and if you are part of the body, or if you want to be part of the body, take it and go, yeah, I want this, I need this. I'm part of it. We're going to pray, and then we're going to watch a video, we're going to sing a song, and then I'm going to get Graham to give out your, your surveys. Spend some time, grab a cup of coffee, and then have a seat somewhere and fill it out, or if you run out of time, take it home and bring it back next week. Um, if you're just visiting, um, fill it out if you want to, uh, otherwise just come and talk to me. I wrote it, so I know what I'm going to fill out. Um, and we'll take up the offering while we sing uh, the last song. Father God, thank you so much that you are our God, that you have gifted us. And Lord, we pray that you would use us. Lord, that you would use us powerfully. Oh, Jesus, we think of all the things you did. You, you raised the dead, you brought light into the darkness, you spoke hope to the hopeless, you, you healed, you, you brought redemption, you, you saved. And you have given us the mission of continuing your work, of pointing people to your cross and to your coming. Thank you so much that we are the body. And Lord, I pray that you would grow your body in this part of the world that you would grow your body here in Comet Bay, that you would grow your body in all the churches that surround us. Lord, you have tasked us with going into the world and sharing your love. And Jesus, for me, that's a daunting task alone. So I thank you that we don't have to do it alone, but that we come as a group as your own body in your own strength, by your own empowerment, by your own gifting. And we claim your promise, Lord, that the gates of hell shall not stand against this, your church. Thank you, Father. Help us to take our mission and our task seriously. Amen.